Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about D&D. Yeah, okay, sure, fine, yeah. Um, I, you know, well, basically, basically, the reason why I say that is only because of the whole fantasy football week. Uh, because the actual season starts up next. Does it start next week? Uh, fantasy football. Yeah, you're gonna get all your drafts and stuff like that going this weekend, and then uh, kickoff is next weekend. Yeah, because I know. Uh, Actually, wait. No draft parties should be happening either over this past weekend. Because the, with the exception of, let's just say, a few key personnel, because I know that the Patriots cut two more people today, so they're getting down to that final number on their rosters. But, um, yeah, uh, draft parties should be hitting hard and heavy this week. Yeah, I look for a lot of, like, Wednesday draft parties. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but you said D&D, and I'm like, okay. So remember last, uh, was it week before last when we were talking about uh, Lisa Ann? Uh, being like a fantasy football nerd, and uh, I said that D- oh, fantasy football, fantasy sports in general is is D and D for the guys who made fun of the guys who played D and D in high school. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I kept on doing when I was working corrections is when they were doing the fantasy football and everything like that. Yeah, it was like they're like picking their team. It's like <laughs> they asked me one time. I was like, Hey, how's this? Do you know? Uh, do you know if this guy is really good? Just they just blank out because they don't know everybody at that uh farm knows football and talks football and i talk a little bit of football only because you know i have something to talk about yeah and i listen and i peek up and and i was like oh yeah 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 it's your uh fantasy football stuff right he's like yeah uh i would give him a plus uh plus five uh elvin uh boots of swiftness <laughs> and i would give this guy he's like you had them for a second and then they're like oh motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> it is so it is it is hilarious and funny each and every time they try to pull that stuff with me yeah but um, you know and and okay so well i got i got the list we'll do we'll do half and half on this yeah uh, just something real quick i want to touch on football related we're not going to go into baseball ahead. yet um, went went to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar preseason game uh, yesterday at uh, AT and T Stadium down in Dallas or Arlington rather. And you know, it, it it was the first game that I'd been to, or first event rather, period that I'd been to at AT and T Stadium. And that, my, you know, you said that it was an impressive you know facility, but just being able for myself to get eyes on. You got the field laid out, you know, and just the the place is just packed full of people. And I, I tell you what, man, that that was a sight to behold. And I've I have been on this not necessarily an anti Cowboys bandwagon, but just you know more of the I don't care about the Cowboys kind of a thing. Yeah, you, you're you're with me on that. It's basically the whole factor of you know you just you see it, and you're like oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, because I, 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 you know, for like for me, like going into a brand new, you know, baseball park, right, that I hadn't been to before, you know, there's kind of a reverence there, you know, even if it's going to be Yankee fucking stadium, um, you know, it, it's just the whole walking into a new ballpark or walking into a venue that you've never been to before, 
you know, just having that all open up in front of you, it's 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 got kind of a reverence to it, and it, it, it it's it, it's a really cool feeling. But just the artwork on the walls, just the way that the place is laid out, you know, for the most part, it, it's really impressive. And that jumbo screen hanging from the from the ceiling, though, that that's cool. I mean. I don't care. Well, even are. at the front, having that big oh, yeah. up front. Yeah, even even out front on 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 either side, but you know, it was uh, you know, it's still it was a it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, you know, I, I took my my girlfriend and her sister. They had never been to AT and T Stadium. Uh, you know, Mindy had never been to a Cowboys game, so this was like a bucket list item for. Her. And you know, I, I tell you what, man, it, it was. It was a cool experience because, you know, just watching watching their faces, just the pure elation. I mean, they were giddy, like beside themselves, right? Because I had been able to see the Cowboys play at the old Texas Stadium, and I mean that was still that was still pretty cool, you know, to be able to be in that facility, knowing what kind of history is taking place there. But AT and T Stadium is. It's a that's a really nice place. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I was saying earlier, you know that I've been on this whole I don't care about the Cowboys thing, and so my girlfriend she bought bought me a jersey, you know, because I, I did have my Tebow jersey on when we got there, but I was like, oh no, man, I started we we're, we were trying to get the grill started and everything like that out where we parked, and <laughs> this truck full of dudes. Now, when I say it's a truck, it's not somebody went out and pimped out a truck and, you know, this is their little pavement princess. No. This is some some ghetto-ass dudes went out to U-Haul and rented a pickup truck, and there's like six or seven guys riding in the bed of the truck talking smack to anybody not wearing a Cowboys jersey or T-shirt, right? And I'm just like, normally I'm not a one that, that likes to shy away from a fight. You know, I'll, I'll be diplomatic at first, but... You know, if it needs to, it comes down to it. I might get my ass handed to me, but they're going to know that they were in a fight. I did not feel like getting stabbed or shot wearing Tim Tebow's jersey, you know. And uh, so I was just like, you know what? It's okay. I had an Under Armour T-shirt underneath it, so I took that off, left it in the truck. And uh, she bought me this uh, Light and Vanish uh, jersey. He's a linebacker for the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, I kind of I, I like it. I, li- I like the jersey. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just here as a spectator. I'm just trying to enjoy a game of football, you know. And I caught myself at a couple of points during the day yesterday, whenever the Cowboys did do something good, rooting for them. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I got excited about it. And I'm just like, oh, crap. I'm starting, you know, the Kool-Aid is there. And I took a sip, and I'm just it, like, it, it really isn't that. It's, it's more or less the whole ba- basic fact of, uh, seeing someone do uh, do a good job even though they failed most of the time yeah well I mean, it's it, it really is and this is the baseline of it, it it's cheering on the special olympics guy <laughs> oh oh i mean dear lord yeah it, it, it's it, it's it's basically that you're like oh good boy no Yay. okay now to be fair to be fair okay with with where my relationship is with my girlfriend and where I'm wanting it to go, you know, I, I plan on being with her for 
an indefinite, you know, amount of time, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm seeing this as, okay, it's only fair. Okay, so, you know, I'm still going to be a Tom Brady guy. I'm still going to own Tom Tom Brady jerseys. I'm still going to wear his jerseys. I'm still going to root for the guy regardless as to where he plays and you know unless he goes to New York which that'll never happen but I, I've resided myself to the fact that okay I'm going to start rooting for the Cowboys a little bit I'm never going to be one of those people that go you know them boys and I'm not I'm not going to be your stereotypical you're, you're Cowboys not gonna, fan. you're not going to drink fully into the Kool-Aid but you're going to taste it a little bit once in a while <sighs> The Kool-Aid will be drank, albeit it will be a little watered down, but still, yeah, I mean, you get where I'm going with it. I mean, because I looked at it like, okay, it's only fair because she's a she's an Astros fan, right? And you know, you, you know me, and 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 our, our like six listeners know that you know, I'm an unabashed Red Sox fan, right? She she wears a Red Sox T-shirt, you know. I'm she's gonna wear my jerseys from time to time, and. You know, whenever the Red Sox are are playing, she's going to root for them unless they're playing the Astros, obviously. But then that's just going to be a house divided kind of a deal. So I'm like, okay, this is this is just a uh, this is a, this is a compromise, a happy compromise, and it's one that I'm okay with. Um, you know, considering the fact that I had given up on football a few you know years ago because I'm just like, eh, okay, fine, whatever. But yeah, it overall, I mean it was it dude just the whole day it was a blast. I mean it, it really was. I mean even though the Cowboys lost for, uh, 34 to 14. Um it was close. <laughs> you got to say it was close. No. No. No, it was not <laughs> even close. No, no, close. no, 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 not even close. Um but uh I mean we I got to see Trevor Lawrence, the the number one overall draft pick from last year. Um, I got to see him play, and he was—he you know, he was making some pretty good throws. Um, and I—and I found myself getting irritated with this guy that was sitting behind us, right? Because he—he had—you he, know—he was one of these. I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna pre-blow a little bit pre-game before I come into the game. And uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, okay, so he—he he was partaking in the sauce just a little bit out in the parking lot before he came into the stadium. Oh, nobody does that. And his wife is a Cowboys fan. She was wearing a Cowboys jersey. This dude was not. He was a Jacksonville fan, right? Okay. They had their kids. They did not sit together. They sat on opposite ends of their kids. This guy was getting loud. He was getting obnoxious. He was pissing everybody off to include his wife. She looked at him when Jacksonville kicked a field goal, right? Divorce papers are on Monday. Oh no, he was like, "It's good, it's good, it's good." I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm chewing nails because I'm trying very hard not to be that guy that turns around and just tells him to shut the fuck up in front of his kids. And his wife looks at him and goes, "Shut up." And he was like, "No." And she just looks at him. She goes, "Shut up." And she got pissed, right? And uh. You know, there, there was a lady that was sitting the uh, the row right in front of us, uh, down towards the end of the uh, of the of the uh, of her row, and she was like, "I mean, the guy got up to go leave, like at halftime or whatever. They got up to go leave, 
and uh, go outside or whatever, or go get you know food and snacks or whatever for the kids. And we're sitting there talking to her, and she's like, "It's all I can do to just jump over there and beat his ass." But it's just the fact that y'all are just so nice. I'm not going to do that to y'all. And then she looks at me and she goes, "I have a feeling that you'd be the kind of guy that would help me, you know, like help <laughs> help hoist me over so I could get to him." And I was like, "Yes, ma'am. I right here, you know." <laughs> I was like, "I'll give you a lift." <laughs> I probably would have thrown my back out doing it, but. You know, it's there, but uh, you know, it just uh, you know, the, just the whole the, the whole day was just kind of a cool like experience, and you know, we're we're already looking forward to the next time that we get to go see a game there, but it's uh, I mean, it was kind of cool because like after we left, right, and we're walking around because you know how you can't walk all the way around on the inside because they got those club suites that break everything up on the second level. Oh, we didn't have that when we were there. Oh yeah, no. On game days, you cannot walk through the stadium club because no. So you got to go all the way to the top and then come back down to get to the other side, right? And we were like, yeah, no, that's not happening. When we leave at the end of the game, we're just going to walk all the way around the outside. Well, we did that. We accidentally came upon the player exit, right? The player entrance where they come in and out. And I was like, oh, cool. So there's the players. I was like, run, run, go, 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 go. And because. Uh, Mindy and her sister both were wearing Dak Prescott jerseys. And so as soon as they got up there, Dak Prescott walks out, and he's, like, saying hi to the fans and everything like that. So they got video footage of him walking out of the out of the locker room and stuff. And that was pretty cool for them. It was just the day was, for, was more for them than it was for me. But it's just the fact that it had been years since I'd been to an NFL game yeah, it's it was it was and it was an enjoyable experience. It's a different kind of energy. It is. It's a different kind of energy, and just seeing some of the personalities in the fan, you know, of the fan base. Like there, there was a group of guys. One guy had this huge ass sombrero. There was, I mean, one guy was wearing shoulder pads. One another guy was, I mean, there was a couple of them painted up. One dude was dressed up like a caballero, you know, which is the Spanish cowboy, right? Yeah, blue, blue and silver, you know, tassels I, I've, I've on his seen shirt. It before. Yeah, I mean, just. It was it was kind of cool though, and I'm like, man, that is wild. So, it's like going to a con. It is. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, the, the, you get I, the people like me that wear jerseys, and you're like, we're okay, so we're half-ass cosplaying, you know. But you get people that that show up in like full-on ass uniforms. Like there was one guy I saw him. He was on the third. No, he wasn't on the third level. He was uh, he was on the second level or first level right there because you got the field level suites that they built in there which are those are kind of cool but i would think that that would be kind of a pain in the ass because you you can't see everything on the field because you're having to look through the players but and then you got the first level and you got the second level where we sat uh there on the northern end zone and uh this guy shit you not this dude had i mean he was in full uniform he had a jersey shoulder pads underneath it i mean he had the pants with the pads i mean the dude had the helmet he's hoping he could play Right, you know, he's like praying for somebody to snap an ankle or something like that, and the coach just happens to turn around and in a moment of exasperation says, "Get me that fucker up there in the stands!" <laughs> like, sorry, man, Mike Holgram is not going to pull that shit with you. Not happening. Jerry's not going to have it. The players' association, the players' union, they're not going to have it. No, that's just no, just a whole lot of no. But anyway, so yeah, getting back to fantasy football, I mean, it's... Oh, one, one thing before we get into uh, get into this, I just found it uh, a couple of seconds. Ago. Well, I found it beforehand, and I forgot to click on it. 
uh, talk about gambling and everything. That mm-hmm. we're, uh, uh, but uh, the coach of the uh, retired coach of the Colts, uh, Tony Dugry. Dungy. Dungy. Yeah. Uh, he he stated after uh, uh, Adam Shifter. Uh, sign of the times, NFL. This is what Adam Schefter says. Sign of the NFL has reached an agreement with uh, Fox Bet, uh, Bet MGM uh, Points uh, Bet, Wayne Bet to become approved sports book operators for the season of 2021 NFL season. And Tony Duggery said, I really don't like seeing this, Adam. When I came into the NF, uh, the league, the NFL had a stance against gambling. Now it seems like we've accepted it. I realize it's legal now, but we've all seen the damage gambling can do to lives. I don't think we should be promoting this. Now, if baseball ever takes that stance, the first thing the commissioner needs to do is reinstate Pete Rose. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that would just be, like, an incredible double standard. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to approve gambling, but you who bet on the game, you're still banned. Like, seriously, come on, man. That's not a good look. But, yeah, it is a sign of the times. I mean, because if you even, like, like if you download the Buffalo Wild Wings app. Well, you got. Well, you, you, you can bet through that app. Well, you, you also have, like, uh, big wigs like Barstool. Drinking Bros. I mean, Drinking Bros. in three days' time is doing their uh, fantasy football league stuff, and they have their sponsorship through uh, ah, damn it, uh, DraftKings. Yeah, I think it's DraftKings. Yeah, and, and, and DraftKings themselves. I mean, just even with like your daily, you know, your daily play, where you know you don't have to put anything up front. You get a cap or whatever, and then, like, I guess you can win up to $150 a day or something like that. No, oh, you can win more than that. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, to win more they than that, you got to put into it. I mean, when, when, uh, they'll double your bet. Yeah. For, like, uh, up to 1000 Yeah. They and then, use uh, a lot of the promotion codes. Yeah, and then, like, your weekly winners get to qualify for the year end uh, game where you can win a million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that, that's like starting out. It's like when I, I did a fantasy football draft one time. Just to see if I could do it, and uh, the first week, uh, if you won it in that draft, you would have gotten like a million dollars. Yeah. Um, before we close out on football news here, yeah, I mean, oh, we're, we're not done with no, football no, stuff. no. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'll get to I'll get to my little uh, surprise. So there, there's a teaser. There's there's a surprise at the end of our football segment. Okay. Well, the first one on this list is Kyle Pitts for fantasy football, uh, a tight end for the Falcons. Uh, the con side rookie tight ends are almost always uh, lousy bets. Uh, Pitts' uh, draft pr- uh, price is in an area where it needs to be right away. Pitts won't uh, spectacular two years. Oh, wasn't spectacular in two years. The pro side. Uh, Pitts will get plenty of work as a jumbo receiver. He's not standard tight end. He's not just a tight end prospect. Uh, prospect. He's the tight end prospect. Uh, the fourth overall pick in the draft, complete, uh, complete with absurd measurements. The Falcons only have one target clearly uh, above Pitts, and that's... Uh, uh, picker order, uh, Calvin uh, Ridley. Mm-hmm. 
But and just reading that narrating thing, it. Oh, okay. I'll see that one later. But uh, I can put it up now. Uh, but just just realizing that of how people judge the players when they're doing this fantasy football a lot you got you have your people that are like old schools like oh he has this he has this he has this uh he has a good lifestyle he he loves doing this he he he's calm on the field and everything and, and there's people out there that just look at the numbers yeah and just like uh fantasy uh baseball uh a lot of people look at the numbers and a lot of people do the old school of uh looking of uh the player's home life and everything yeah but uh the next one is barkley yeah squan yeah uh, uh squan barkley um yeah i mean it, <laughs> he's running back for the giants um, the Giants, their offensive line problems for this year are projected to be dismal. Um, they don't expect them to have a really great year on the ground or even in the air. Because uh, if their quarterback spends too much time scrambling, he's going to end up on his back more times than he is going to be, you know, moving the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. But um, Jason Garrett is still the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Now, for those of you who are Dallas Cowboys fans, remember that the redheaded Jesus is a walking disaster. The guy is not a great offensive coordinator. I mean, he's got this this just handful of plays that he likes to pull from, and his systems are easy to read. That's just it. Defenses like to pick him apart, which is why the Dallas Cowboys, whenever he was the head coach for them, it personified mediocrity. I mean, they give you all this hope, and you, know, you get all these great personnel that that put on the star, and then all of a sudden, here comes the season, and they finish eight and eight. You know, and that's like it's, it. It turned into one of those vicious cycles. You know, like domestic abuse. Not, and yeah. we're, we're not. I'm not making fun of domestic abuse situations at all. So don't don't at me. But I'm just like, okay, so somebody gets hit, and then the person that gets hit says, well, he or she's going to get better, and then there's like a like a like a lull in the storm and then it turns all over again and it's it's just a little crazy cycle well but uh, on the pro side um you know i mean depending on what you know what kind of vision because running backs are always you know that when people talk about running backs always talk about their 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 field vision right so i mean they can they can see a lane or they can see a crease that they can you know they've got great explosive power to the outside they're they're talking about uh, Barkley is uh, you know it, he might be able to overcome having a poor offensive line that's not able to block or create running lanes for him, but uh, you know it, he's he's one of these you're not really sure how he is health wise, but I mean in his rookie year I mean the dude put up great fantasy numbers his rookie year, so I mean I, I do remember that but. And, you know, it just, you know, they're like, oh, he's got a cool name. Yeah, well, that doesn't help at all. That, that doesn't mean anything at all. But, um, yeah, 
there's not a lot of people that are going to draft him. And if they do, it's going to be one of those, okay, he's going to be a backup and then just don't expect to have a great points day as far as, like, stats are concerned. But anyway. he's, he's not getting that parade. No. No. And we got uh, Kermil Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, uh, for the Browns. Uh, running back for the Browns will take uh, a big share of the workload. Uh, isn't used much in the passing game. Last year, touchdowns rate is unsuitable. Yeah, it's, uns- yeah, it's yeah. Last year's touchdown rate was unsustainable. So um, they're they're talking about Cleveland expecting to contend for a playoff spot, and you know. So, but you really don't hear that much from the Browns, though. Well, the Browns have gotten a little scary over the last couple of years uh, behind Baker Mayfield, and you know, because he he was drafted out of Oklahoma as a quarterback. And so he came in, and you know he was he was you know he was under center as quarterback whenever the Browns snapped their their two and a half season long losing streak. And uh, I mean, because it, it was funny because Bud Light came out and they were like, "Free beer for Cleveland when the Browns win a game," you know. And then they finally won a game, and so Bud Light had to make good on that promise. Uh, that was a really expensive day. Um, I bet it was. But, uh, well, they probably just took Milwaukee's best, recanned it, and said, here you go. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or but I mean, if you're rooting for Cleveland stock. at that point, you, you know, you're not really expecting, you know, caviar and, and Dom Perignon. But, no, uh, no, not at all. And, and if you're a Browns fan, you know what? Come at me. I, I don't care. Go ahead and shoot your shot, but, you know, just make sure that, uh, make sure you, you know, Make sure you got somebody blocking for you. But um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> next one is Michael Thomas. Yeah, wide receiver for the Saints. Um, the Saints, they're going to be a little because I, Hurricane Ida just went through New Orleans. Yes, the entire city's out of power yeah. right now. Um, they're they're actually they're they're in Dallas this week practicing. Uh, they canceled their last um, preseason game, so. And I, I think that the NFL is scrambling because I, I think they're going to have to reschedule, depending on the accessibility of the stadium and, and the infrastructure. And I'm talking about power and getting people back into the sta- you know, into the into the city, so that way they can open stuff up. Yeah, Louisiana right now is having a very, very, very hard time. It's uh, yeah, because Ida's still dumping. As of this morning, it was still dumping like nine inches of rain an hour. Yeah, I was surprised we didn't get any rain. Well, they they originally projected the track of that to hit the Texas Gulf Coast, which would have affected my girlfriend, you know, because she lives down there in Lake Jackson. So, but it it moved further east and skirted New Orleans, went up into Louisiana, and it kind of split the difference between New Orleans and and, and, uh, uh, Freeport, Mississippi. Uh So... It, uh, or Gulfport. Anyway, so it went up into Mississippi as well as Louisiana. So, and then it's tracking up into Nashville towards the, you know, up into Tennessee towards Nashville. So, um, and my daughter, she lives just east of Nashville. So I, I'm going to call and check on her tonight. But, um, you know, so it's, there's, there's going to be some questions there. Um, it may or may not affect the Tennessee Titans as well. So, you know, if, if thoughts and prayers are your thing, you know, go ahead and, you know, lift those prayers up for the people that are in the path of that storm. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's not just about the sports being affected. It's, it's about people's personal lives at this point. But um, we're already uh, coordinating. Uh, there's people, I say we, like Angry Me Production has any kind of pull like that. But um, but there, there's already coordinated efforts down in the Houston area to get supplies and trucks, uh, semi-trailers loaded to send into the New Orleans area. Uh, for people to to get those supplies until they get the power turned back on, so they're talking about coolers, diapers, you know, uh, you know, wipes, non-perishable food items, canned goods, uh, coolers, ice. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Water, uh, just so that way people can you know try to establish some kind of you know degree of normalcy there. But um, uh, we're talking about yeah, we're still so my, getting back to to Michael Thomas. Um, he's already hurt. So, I mean, he got hurt early on during the preseason. Um, and as of this, you know, the article that you sent me on uh, yahoosports.com, it, you know, they're, they're still saying that the Saints had an uncertainty at the quarterback spot. But they've, as of, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I think it was yesterday, um, early yesterday morning, the Saints named Winston or Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback for week one. Um, Jameis Winston, he was uh, he was the quarterback. Uh, he played quarterback in uh, for Florida State when he was in college. And the guy had a you know a, a pretty decent arm. He's he's more of one of these mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's going to give what them. What does that mean, mobile quarterback? He can scramble out of the pocket and he can run downfield. Okay. So I mean he's he's pretty he's pretty agile. Um, He's not like a you know a, a pre dog fight Michael Vick or anything like that, but you know or if people remember Randall Cunningham, I mean he's nothing like that at all. But he still brings a degree of mobility to the game for you know to the offensive game that New Orleans didn't have under Drew Brees. Now Drew Brees could scramble, he could run for five maybe six yards at a time, but they didn't have that explosive open field you know running speed that Jameis Winston's gonna you know bring a degree of. I'm not saying he's going to bring the whole package. I mean, he's going to bring a percentage of that to to their game, um, and that might, you know, what that's going to do potentially for me. What I would see is that um, with Michael Thomas being a, a weapon for a mobile quarterback like Jameis Winston, that potentially the the threat that the quarterback could run is going to cause some concern for those opposing defenses and that might open up some some you know some drop coverages or that might open up the what they'll play with it's called a zone defense where they're not they're not hanging on the hip of that receiver they're kind of playing off and giving him a little bit of a cushion you know I mean they establish the zones that the the different offensive players like uh, the the safety the free safety and the two cornerbacks you know they'll they'll kind of have assigned sectors that they'll play in the backfield you know, downfield, and then, you know, so that might open up more zone defense, which will enable Michael Thomas to get a little bit of separation between him and his defender. Because in 2019, I mean, the guy was, he was pretty, was pretty solid as far as fantasy points were concerned, fantasy football. Um, you know, so, I mean, they're, they're looking, they're looking at him as being more of a second half of the season kind of a player. Um, not really something that's worth picking up at the beginning of the season, just simply due to the fact that he's hurt. 
And once he, I mean, even if he does get better, he's still going to have to come in. He's still going to have to get those reps during the week. He's going to have to get, you know, uh, snaps in game time to get the rust off. Yeah, it, it's pretty much the whole thing of keeping up with the practice, keeping up with uh, the rehab, and physical rehab, not like, you know, nose candy rehab. <laughs> right, yeah. But a, a lot of doing anything uh, to get back to your placement, and this is uh, – losing a limb or hurting yourself or any anything like that as long as you keep up with your rehabilitation and keep on working that stuff at a small pace and then going up you'd be perfectly fine right yeah um next on the list uh tyler higby plays tight end for the rams they were talking that in 2019 dude was he he had a great start to the season he just dropped off the map. Like, he just stopped producing. Whether he wasn't being targeted for throws or he was just dropping shit or he just, they, they just went a different direction with their offensive plan that didn't include, you know, short throws across the middle or, or short out patterns to the, to the tight end. But um, they're, they're looking at him as being just kind of an ordinary guy. <clears throat> with no real chance to compete with like Robert Woods or or, or Cooper Cup, um, who are just ball magnets for for the Rams, but uh, he's got well, I the last the last player that I remember actually just going in for was uh, Fitzgerald from uh, Kansas City, I think it was Fitzgerald. You mean? It was a red jersey. Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fitzgerald, I mean, the dude, that guy, in and out of uniform, on and off the field, Fitzgerald is a stand-up human being, and he is not he isn't a, I mean, the guy's got his head screwed on straight. That, that's. That, and he could catch a ball. I've seen him, like, almost, like, finger the ball into his hand. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean. I miss players like that that just had so much talent and just went for it and practiced yeah. that stuff. Well, I mean, because Fitzgerald had that he you he's guy he still has it is this this huge wingspan. I mean, from finger from fingertip to fingertip, he gave you he gave his quarterbacks an opportunity to make completions. And I mean, that's one of the things that they look for whenever they're either looking to, to sign a free agent or they're looking to draft a wide receiver. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the key key things that they look at is what kind of a wingspan does this guy have i mean what's his vertical look like what's his mobility how agile is he and it's definitely speed but um and one of the more notable names on this list from this article is uh the uh aaron Rodgers. now you remember he had that whole you know kind of that tumultuous up and down off season you know and with that pissing contest that he had with the general manager and the organization from Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this is this is yeah. the one that I was kind of – we were even talking today going up to the job about Aaron Rodgers, and it's the whole thing of you didn't hear anything for the longest time, and now you hear something from him. And 
people are uh, uh, more or less getting to the point where they're getting so upset at him for just bringing yeah. this shit up. I was like, it's like that quiet kid that finally uh, says something smart aleck. And everybody's going, why'd you even talk? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this guy, he says that while aging pocket passers like Rodgers and Tom Brady are not proactive picks for him because of their lack of uh, rushing ability, I mean, just on completions and touchdowns alone, I mean, come on. No, what it is, uh, a lot of people are saying, it's like, oh, you got to rush the ball. I was like, no, they just started rushing the ball. Yeah. Like, probably about... And, and I blame the college systems, but a rushing quarterback, it's kind of still, I mean, to me, it's still a niche thing. It's its its still boring to me. It is. Once I started rushing really hardcore, I, 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 I just can't... Because when you got a quarterback that rushes, and they just take off with the ball... I mean, yeah, that adds a dimension and a headache and another wrinkle to the defensive planner or to the who's defensive the, coordinating planner. Who was the uh, Pittsburgh uh, quarterback back in the day? God, it started with the R. Right ben now. Roethlisberger, he's still yeah. their quarterback. Oh, he's still the he quarterback? He is an aging, fat, old frat boy. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> you know, I mean, don't well, get me wrong. I mean, in my opinion, that's where everybody, once he won the Super Bowl, because uh, he, he usually just rushes. Well, he always just rushes. There's no in between. All to that be fair, anything. Roethlisberger. I mean, he's part of that old guard of pocket passers. I mean, you got Tom Brady, who he 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 can he can he can scramble, and every once in a while he'll surprise the hell out of people by taking off on a run. But that's only when his when the coverage is so airtight on his receivers that he goes through his checkdown list. And everybody's covered, and so if there's a if, if he's got room, he's going to take off and try to get at least three, four, five yards out of it. Um, but with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers likes to stick his head into a pile. But you know, it he's getting older. Uh, I'm not saying that the guy's losing his touch or anything like that. Don't 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 catch me sideways doing that. But it. You know, it, it, I mean, Tom Brady's working with more collective talent around him in Tampa Bay than Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. And that was one of Aaron Rodgers' biggest gripes was that the team is not drafting properly. They're not, they're not going after these free agents to give him weapons to throw to. And it, it, I think it ultimately is going to be a detriment for Aaron Rodgers, he'll get creative. The guy's an absolute architect at trying to put drives together. And he'll he'll figure out a way to make something out of nothing. But with him having to do that as often as he does in Green Bay. It's gonna to be tough. It's 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 an uphill it's gonna be an uphill battle for him. But um you know it If I, if I were to have to choose, and this is not me being a Tom Brady guy, okay? If I had to choose between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to draft as my starting quarterback, I'm going to go with Tom Brady all day. Just because of the fact that he's got more weapons to throw to, he's a more accurate of a passer, and he's he's not having to pull stuff out of his ass because his receiver core 
lacks the ability to get separation. And that it would include his running backs and his tight ends. Because, you know, I mean, if you, you know, like on a, like on an option play or a bootleg, you know, you're going to get, he's going to scramble out to one side or the other, you know, or if it's a screen play where the running back's going to come up and he's going to kind of stagger himself off a little bit and, you know, and, and he's going to be that dump off option, you know, he's going to roll out. And there's that running back sitting right there. There's no guarantee that that running back's going to make you know catch those balls, especially if if Aaron Rodgers is running for his life. Now Green Bay's got a, a respectable offensive line, but Aaron Rodgers he got hit a ton last year. Yeah. Now now granted, yes, they still made it to the NFC Championship game, where they ultimately lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but. The offensive line, and you know, I mean, they lost two facets of that game. They lost it. They lost the offensive, and they lost the defensive side of that game. Tom Brady just slowly started picking that that defense apart. He started picking that secondary apart. Tampa Bay's defense—they came to play. I mean, they were no shit. Hey, we are one step away from being the first team to host a Super Bowl in our home stadium. We're going to get this deal done, and they were not having it. I mean, they went into Green Bay and they shut them down. So, you know, there's there's that. But um, then, then then we're talking about the Bengals as a whole for you know for an organization. Yeah, they, they went off on uh, just uh, saying the the con side is their uh, co- head coach Zach Taylor. Yeah, the dude doesn't know how to run an offense. I mean, he I mean he he cannot manage his personnel. Um, the, the offensive line last year, an absolute nightmare. Joe Burrows, their quarterback, uh, he was the national championship quarterback. Got drafted out of LSU, right? He, he, I mean, he he took an absolute beating last year, and and it ended up getting like a torn ACL out of it. I mean, like a huge knee injury last year. So, you know, it's it's. You know, I mean, the reports coming out of Cincinnati's training camp have been hit and miss. I mean, they're like, okay, well, this is going to be productive. Okay, now we've got this to, you know, now we've got this drawback. Okay, so we're improving here, but we're still not where we need to be over here. So it's Joe Burrows is coming off of that knee injury, and it's been said that he is potentially going to be a wash he's going to wash out of the nfl and i I don't want to see that happen because i I believe that joe burrows could have a very long and productive career in the nfl but as long as he is there in cincinnati or as long as 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 uh uh zach taylor is the head coach of cincinnati they're not going to get it done I mean, we're talking about whenever they have the Battle of Ohio there between the Browns and the Bengals. I mean, the Browns are going to—I mean, the Browns are just going to run away with that series. I mean, they're they're going to stack up wins in the in the win column. I mean, they were for years. I mean, the only thing is, just like last year, the Bengals were fourth in the AFC. Well, they're they're an NFC team, I think. No. No, the AFC. 
I'm looking at a thing right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> AFC, Go you. AFC North. AFC North, okay. All right, well, see, I misspoke. All right, so fucking whatever. <laughs> but they, they, were, they were a contender last year. But I think that's more of the... Uh, they, they were playing above their level. They yeah. really were. I mean, they, 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 they. I mean, they absolutely I'm, 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 were playing even above their, that, skill, their skill even set last year. Even saying that, I'm, I'm gonna look just to uh, see because a lot of the stuff uh, people are putting out right now is 2019 stuff. Mm-hmm. Because last year we had all the. Uh, oh wow! They did not change. We are still fourth in the AFC North. Well, man, saying somebody is fourth in their division is a nice way of saying that they finished absolutely dead last. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. there's only four teams per division. Um, you know, so... Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, then they suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, they finished fourth in their division. Well, I'm so used to seeing the baseball stuff and everything like that. Well, even in baseball, there's four, there's five teams per division there. So saying that somebody finished fourth in their division in baseball is not as bad. You know, whereas you've got 16 weeks of regular season games in the NFL. So, I mean, the, 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 standard, the, the, the victories matter more in football because you're not playing 162 games of football. You're only playing 16. So... You know, there's a more there's there's a higher premium 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 on winning, especially within your division. So, because if you win within your division and you stand to end up with the same win loss record as like somebody else in your division, but you've beaten them twice on the head to head, you're going to get the tiebreaker. So, okay. but um, so basically, what you're telling me is, if I came up with a Bengals shirt, I would just be. I would just show that how much of a loser I actually am. It's like no, wearing a cowboy no, jersey. No, no, um, You didn't get that last part, did you? I did. Um, <laughs> you know, so, okay, if you showed up in a Bengals jersey, no, I'd let you have that one. You know, I really would, and, and here's why, because – there, sports is full of fan bases that are just notoriously guilty of being lovable losers. All right, now I'm not saying that you are a loser because you're going to be, oh, well, that's what I just said. No, that's not what you just said. What I'm saying is, I take the level loser. You know, okay. For example, the last time, like if 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 a Cowboys fan, die hard, silver and blue, we them boys. Cowboys fan wanted to go back and watch highlights of their last Super Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to dig a VCR out. That's just not on DVD. It's not on Blu-ray. It's on VHS. Okay, you've got this this fan base of Cowboys fans. They go into every year thinking this is going to be it. This is going to be our year, and you know, but they're still holding back that that skepticism, that that cynical, you know kind of haphazardly you know I'm, I'm not going to buy all in because I, I know you're just going to stomp on my dick and you're going to break my heart kind of a thing it's kind of like Red Sox fans were for years until 2004 right 
and and even this year you play first place you know first place baseball for you know more than half the season and then all of a sudden oh now we find ourselves in fourth fucking place you know <laughs> our division because our pitching forgot how to show up for work but uh you know but with with the Bengals I don't know man um it's just one of those things that you just got to there's a if, lot if I were to draft Joe Burrows for my fantasy team, he would be a backup. He really would. I mean, unless they're going to go play somebody like the Jets. You know? <laughs> yeah, Jets are pretty bad, too. The Jets are horrendous. But, you know... I, there, there is a lot of NFL teams that you can just put into the... Uh, Oh my God! I can't believe they won this one. Is the Colts are going to be part of that part of that group this year? Um, well, you got the uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Of course, well, the Raiders in general. Well, the Raiders, the Raiders being the Raiders. I mean, they're, they're, this is the first season that they're going to open up in Las Vegas. I mean, they're going to come out and they're they're going to play with a little bit of a fire because I mean it's a new house. They're wanting to establish that first win. Uh, I don't know, but. Having said that about the Raiders, so that was a, that's a great segue, so thank you. I'm going to jump into my little surprise here, and then if you want, we can jump back into football news. No, 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 no. We're good with football news. Okay, so um, I have managed to uh, convince – well, let me, let, me re, let me back up here. I'm, I'm trying to build this up properly. Okay, so we know – that a few weeks ago, Tom Flores, who used to coach for the Raiders and the Seahawks, was inducted into the twenty into the Pro, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my wonderful, wonderful girlfriend um, actually knows the wife and the and you know the the husband and wife. Uh, she used to babysit for them. Right, Van McEl- or yeah, Van McElroy, who used to play for the Raiders under Coach Flores, um, she knows them. So she sent over the weekend, uh, sent his wife a message, and uh, asked him, you know for her to, for her to ask him if he would be willing to come onto our podcast to talk about Coach Flores, and he agreed. So look for that to come up in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to do our homework on this because, um, you know, unlike our, our gubernatorial candidate, you know, episode where that was, I mean, that was our first foray into, into professionalism. No, because I still I still think the uh, operation during Warrior went a hell of a lot better than it before. did. It did. Okay, so but hell, this is this hell, is I our still, first. I still get. I still get. This comments. is the first time that we'll have had a professional athlete on the show. Yeah. Okay. On, on this show. On this show. I okay. still I still get praise with uh, Steve Baggs, the guy that uh, it's a farmer I used to work with. Yeah. I, I still get praise from uh, people going, "Oh man, that farmer guy was really interesting." I was like, "Thank you." Yeah. So. Um, 
I'm going to do my homework on Coach Flores. Um, I'm going to do my you're, homework on Van. You're going to have to do. I'm going to do my homework on Van McElroy as well. You're not going to be able to do Wikipedia. That's for damn sure. No, no. Um, <laughs> There's nothing on there. <laughs> but um, you know, so I, I'm going to do my homework on his career. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and if it's okay with you, I'm going to take point on on that interview. Um, and and it's not. Not you. It's just, you know, because I'm going to be the point of contact for him anyway, so I'm just going to kind of run with it, if that's okay. That's fine. Okay, great. Um, I'll ask a couple of questions like yeah, I usually do. Yeah, and that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, look for that. Um, I'm excited about that because... Oh, I'm excited for us, too. I mean, it's it, it, it really is... It Well, it's not our, like, first legitimate celebrity. No, not, not first legitimate celebrity, but... It's it's one. It's you know. It's one that's actually really popular. It's it's through a very personal resource yeah. of mine, and you know it's it's not just us on the line here. I mean, it's it's the reputation and the word of of well, my girlfriend. So yeah, you know, and and so it's to me that's. You know that's something that I, I we need to be very reverent and very protective of. So, kind of look, you know, look look for that because I mean it's it's coming up. Um, we're going to try to get that episode in probably within the next month. Um, but yeah, it's it's I'm excited. I'm like absolutely over the moon excited about it. Um, it's going to be great. It just I mean as long as. As long as I don't do what I did with Matt Best and start fangirling a little bit, you know. I'll I'll hold your hand if you need to. No. <laughs> just I was like, are you guys? It's like no. It last. Just you know, did, for that particular episode, just ditch the sunglasses so that way I can see you glaring at me if you feel like I'm getting off track. But um, <laughs> you know, for past that, that I mean, that to me that was huge. You know, so you know, we're gonna give you know huge props to my girlfriend on that one so i mean she she facilitated this for us and so you know we're gonna we're gonna protect this one but it's it's something that i'm excited about not only for for myself personally but for us as a as a, as a show you know so i mean it's 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 going to be cool to be able to talk to somebody who played during that you know that that era of it you really know, was the, like it was really like the last bastion of hardcore sports. It, it was. I mean, because you look at those guys. I mean, I mean they had you know, I mean they had those gnarly ass face masks and and you know, the the jerseys weren't these high performance jerseys like they got nowadays. I mean it's a bit. I mean and and they're out there. Oh, you broke a finger? Okay, well we're gonna tape that up next to your metal finger and you can just go go back out there. And yeah, get, there was a lot it. of those. But. You know we're, um, you know I mean uh, he he he's a, he grew up in Uvalde Texas he graduated from Uvalde High School and that's that's down there in in the South Texas area just south of Houston so it, it's gonna you know gonna be kind of cool and um, you know he was part of that Raiders team that you know the, the the last Raiders team to go on and win the Super Bowl so yeah um, but yeah just. You know, y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tout that pretty hard. We're gonna plug that episode pretty hard, uh, leading up to the actual shooting of it. So just be ready for that, because I mean that's 
That's pretty exciting. I mean, that's that's you could almost say that that's that's kind of like big league for us a little bit. So, you know, you kind of want to approach that at bat with more of a, you know, of a, a defensive posture, <laughs> because we are batting above our head, you know, a batting average right there with, Just, with this one. I, 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 I'm well, to, to use a football euthanism, we're out punting our coverage a little bit with this interview. So, you know, we kind of want to protect it. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Well. My thing is, is I'm I've never really been the type of person because I have to deal with these, uh, deal with this stuff all the time, mm-hmm. just talking with people and everything like that, and it, it, let it be a celebrity or someone that's done something like really high in there, yeah, uh, with their lives. I learn if you just talk to them. Just I mean I've I've talked to, uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez before. Yeah. Uh, I happened to be at the bar, and I was like, "Hey, aren't you Robert Rodriguez?" Like, dude, I just want to drink and just uh, hang out here. Don't like, leave me the fuck alone. Well, I was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, that that that's cool." I was just, uh, "How you been?" It, that, if, if you just do it like an actual uh, person, like like I go to you and I was like, "Hey, man, it just looks really sad. You look really sad today. Uh, how have you been?" Uh, and that starts out the conversation. Sometimes you'll get it to where, uh, stop talking to me, or you'll get, well, I've been, I've been doing all right. I mean, I have this, this going on, and this is getting frustrated. I was like, well, how is that getting frustrated? You just keep up with conversation. After a while, you just end up talking a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it, it's. It, I just learned that you just talk to people like they're people, and not like a status something that you might want to learn before we do this interview i can handle myself i was giving myself more of a hard time than anything else so that way i could take the thunder away from you but uh you know so you're welcome dick anyway (laughs) so um well it was kind of funny i was just you're like you'll never be able to do this oh my god how are you able to do this oh oh no, no, no. That's what no. fucking happened. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is what happened. But I was surprised. I was surprised. It's like you did do the whole thing. Hey, you want to see my room? No, <laughs> God. <laughs> like a little kid. It was awesome. It was awesome. It caught me off guard more than anything else. So I mean, I was I wasn't prepared for it, like mentally. But, <clears throat> anyways, now that I'm done making now, excuses well, for myself, well, it, it well, it, it's should that ever happen again, I'll be like, "What's up, man?" And that'll be, you know, it. That'll be my, that'll be my, my demeanor. That'll be the pentameter upon which I speak to him with. I mean, I get it because everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time, mostly, um, unless they're just fucking weird or they're trying to scramble to get out of the bed because somebody's husband came home on it unexpectedly those people put their pants on two legs at a time before they jump out the window anyway yeah digress um not that i know from personal experience but we got a we got okay going to the segue into baseball yeah baseball. and make this quick yeah baseball okay um the season has got now uh, like roughly about a maybe a month and a half left uh well may about five weeks left in the season um <laughs> Yeah, 
just uh, there's not a lot going on right yeah, now. Yeah, there really wasn't. It's more or less uh, NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there. Well, I could probably do that. Do my due diligence. Well, okay, so. Um, Shoei Otani, he was supposed to pitch versus the Yankees on Tuesday, but he's not going to make that scheduled start because he got hit on his right wrist by a pitch on Saturday. Yeah, and That's then um, I, I just pulled up. Right yeah, now. and Mike Trout could be out for the rest of the year because he strained his left calf on the 17th of May. So I mean, he has not been playing, and so they're looking at it like uh. now. If you remember, Mike Trout hadn't he didn't play baseball at all last year because last year during the COVID season. He, players were given the option to opt out, and he chose to do that because his wife just gave birth to their first child. Um, Tony was hit. He was hit by a 93-mile-an-hour fastball uh, by the uh, Padres' uh, Ryan Weathers uh, last Saturday. Um, and, so, I mean, he stayed in the game. He stole a base. He became the first Angels players to have – uh, 40 homers and 20 home run, or 20 stolen bases in a season. Uh, he went under underwent an X-ray, came back negative, but still feeling sore. Um, they haven't even. I mean, so they're 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 gonna move Jamie uh, Beria up into his uh, into his slot in the rotation for that Tuesday start. Um, uh, Joe Madden, the, the Angels manager, he's, he's coming out saying like, well, he's fine. He's just sore. We're just kind of being precaut, you know, precaut, you know. Uh, precautious and uh well they're being cautious not precautious yeah um we gotta hang out with you too long my your, your dyslexia is rubbing off on me so um <laughs> i'm sorry but that was a low that was a dick thing to say i'm sorry um i'm, I'm all right with it i mean sometimes it rubs off yeah well um <coughs> pitching is a very mechanically based uh, you know undertaking so if if he's not feeling a hundred percent, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even worry about it. I wouldn't even sweat it. Wouldn't even think about trying to start him, just simply due to the fact that I mean, if he is if his wrist is sore, he's going to try to figure out a way to pitch that's comfortable to him, and it's going to affect his delivery. And he'll either leave stuff out over the plate, or he's going to walk the ballpark, and that's not what you want. So. Um, with everybody kind of jumping on the Shoei Otani, you know, bandwagon, talking about he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, just because he's the the most successful two way player in, in years. Just kind of treat him with kid gloves, and and once he's a hundred percent, then you can stick him back out there. You know, send him down to AAA for a rehab start to make sure everything's all fine and dandy. Or if it's too late in the season, because I think the minor league season ends next month. Yeah. Um, uh, another just, big, just to have him throw a bullpen session. Yeah. Uh, another big news is Padres Chris Patrick officially reinstated Monday or today. Yeah. Uh, that just that just came out around uh, on the lines like 53 minutes ago. So. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, was it a 10 day uh, 10 day injury uh, list before Monday started against uh, the Diamondbacks. So. Yeah. And the in the Mets. Good God. God bless the Mets. The, the you you looked at that too. Oh, the, you know, the, I saw it, I saw it pop up on Twitter today, and I'm just sitting there going, "Man, that Mets give fans the Bronx Bronx cheer." Yeah, well, you know, so I mean, you you had uh, a couple of players to include Javi Baez uh, and Francisco Lindor. Um, 
and uh, Kevin you know, and, yeah, Kevin Pillar. He, they, they, they were throwing thumbs down. They were booing the fans. Yeah, because the fans well, are booing the team. Down, yeah, you know, and it's like okay, and then and then here comes the Mets with this soft ass take. Please stop booing. Seriously, you play in Queens. Your fans have been through unadulterated hell since 1986. That was the last time your team was fucking relevant. Now, to be fair, there was a, I think it what was it? It was, uh, I think it was either back in the 90s or the early 2000s when the World Series was dubbed the Subway Series because the Mets and the Yankees were playing in the World Series. But the team's just not relevant. I mean, they give their fans all these kinds of, like, lofty aspirations and these great hopes of grandeur all the way up to the All-Star break. And then once the trade deadline gets there, they make a couple of great moves, but the team still manages to figure out a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And, I mean, it's embarrassing. It really is. I mean, just the brand of baseball that the Mets put out there for the people who pay money to go to City Field and watch this team wallow. It's it's embarrassing. Now, I say that like I've got the skill set to get out there on that field and play at the same pace that these guys do, but um I mean, it's it's I mean, they've dropped 12 and a half games during the first 27 days of August. I mean, that is a that's hey, we're going to you know, that's like sitting on a tree limb and sawing sawing the limb out from underneath you. Right? I mean, what do you expect to happen? Gravity, right? These guys, t- I mean, they just... I mean, to the fans' credits, they're still showing up for the games. And I think at this point, one of the is one the season ticket holders, and they don't want to lose the money on these tickets. But two, I mean, if the Mets fans and Jets fans, they know that they're going to be in for a horrible season, but they show up anyway. God bless them. You know, really, God bless these people. I mean, because that takes a special kind of dedication to sit through that knowing that you're going to get your asses kicked and or your team is going to give you all this hope but then you know that they're going to screw the pooch either in the ninth inning or the fourth quarter depending on what sport you're watching but you know i mean i still go to the special olympics only because it's fun and i clap for everybody yeah but i mean these guys aren't getting participation trophies <laughs> <laughs> so it's now, okay, now before they start coming at us about the whole, oh, you make making bring Special Olympians, shut up, go back. I don't, think, was, I don't think anybody. No, go back a couple of weeks and listen to our episode where we talked about how great Special Olympics and the Special Olympians are. So before you start coming at us with your hot take, yeah, you have, you have to do, do your homework. Stuff. Yeah, do your homework. I mean, come on. But the, the other uh, weird thing was uh, Francesca Lenar. Lindor, yeah. Lindor. He just got a 10-year contract for $341 million. Yeah. And I'm like... Is he worth it? Absolutely not. Yeah, they're even saying he's like with his worst... Bless the man and bless his agent for going out and and convincing the Mets front office to fork over that kind of cash. Someone did... Someone's did some weird sex stuff on this one. It's like that scene in Aaron Brockovich... Where, where Julia Roberts goes, you know, she, you know, like, how did you get all these signatures? She goes, I performed over a thousand sexual favors today. And then she looks at her boss and she goes, I'm very tired. Can I go lay down? You know, <laughs> but 
Yeah, it, it and then Baez is like, we're not machines. We're going to struggle. We're going to struggle seven times out of ten. Look, don't try to rework the Ted Williams quote. We know that baseball is designed as a game of failure, but you are getting paid millions of dollars to go out there and compete for a division that you were at least at one point this season leading. So don't give me that we're going to struggle. We know that you're going to struggle, but you're a professional athlete. Make the adjustments. Watch film. Get back in the batting cages and go to the fucking weight room and lift. Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, he's like, well, when I strike out, I get booed. It doesn't really get to me, but I want to let them know that when we have success, we're going to do the same thing to them to let them know how it feels. No, that's some Bush League shit. You're getting paid to be a professional professional athletes for the most part are notoriously great at tuning out the fans you're getting booed at least be thankful that they're making fucking noise when you go to the ballpark and you can hear your you can you can hear one of the outfielders fart from the batter's box then you know you've got some problems but get out there and play your game do your job who cares if the fans are booing that's what they're going to do they're New York fans for crying out loud. They're 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 especially prone to doing stuff like that. But don't get out there and be a little child. And when you squeak out a victory against a team that's also scuffling because they traded away all but one of their all stars, don't sit there and boo the fans. Seriously, one that's not a good look. Two, you're what? I mean, 27, 28, 29 years old. I mean, I, I get it. You know, you you were used to being, you know, the 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 you know, flashing the leather in Wrigley, and, and being, according to some accounts, at best, a pain in the ass in the locker room. And then you're going to take that. I mean, yeah, granted, you got traded to the Mets, so you didn't have a choice in the matter. But don't take that that. Don't take that toxicity to New York with you, man, because you're not going to last at all. I mean, your occasional home run and your and your occasional gold glove caliber defense is not going to win you any fans in that city. And that media will lambaste you. I mean, they will absolutely roast you alive. And they'll do it with no seasoning. And they won't even so much as offer you up as a burnt sacrifice. They won't even do it. They'll just toss you into the East River, and that's it. So, you know, pull your head out of your ass. The entire team needs to pull their head out of their ass. Quit screwing around with the fans. If anything else, you want to start winning some of these fans' respect back? Yeah, start playing better. Start winning games. But how about maybe, I don't know, going over and signing autographs. Spend time with the fans. Yeah, they're going to heckle you. They're going to give you shit. But you know what? That's part of the game, especially when you play it in the city of New York. Get over yourself. Get over it. It's a damn game. It's a job. Do both. Be better. That's all I got to say about that. And on that note, uh, thank you for watching Nerd Sports this week. <laughs> You're uh, like, I'm, I'm, well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I was, I was going to say something like, uh, well, tell us how you really feel, Johnny. I mean, you didn't – I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You can't argue. It's one of those things that you just can't really argue the fact. And you're right. You can't. Can't. I. I can't make a funny comment or anything because I was like, 
well, he's he's out of line, but he's not wrong. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can see Anthony Mackey. You know, <laughs> he's wrong. He's out of line, but he's not wrong. You know, I could see that. I, you know, if we could like work that soundbite in somehow, that would be great. But then Disney would be like, no. I could probably pull it off because it's only uh, five seconds. Not even five seconds. Probably a second. As long as we don't show the face, as no, long as you, we don't you, play the no, video, no, no, no. You, 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 you could use the soundbite. No, you can even use the video as long as it's like really, really short. Really? Okay. Well, that would require us to get that really cool soundboard where you can, you know, you hit the hit the button. It's got the pre-programmed soundbites in it. Yeah. Okay. I could do it right here. I I have workaways of workaways. I just don't do it because I'm lazy. Good to know. Good to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And this is Nerd Sports. Really, thank you for watching. For anybody that's watching, and hopefully down the line we get a little bit better uh, programming. Yeah, so, you know, if you've made it this far into the episode... Oh, wait, this is, what was it, 21? The, this is episode 21. Yeah, we, we passed 20. Yeah, so, you know, I think once we get to episode 50, I mean, we could at random pick a comment out of our comment section for that particular episode and, I don't know, figure out something nice to do for the fans? I don't know. We'll see. Well, we got three, so it won't be expensive. True. <laughs> True. I mean, we could like, uh, I don't know. I still want to It's not going to be one of these, we'll send you a jersey, you just got to pick the player and name. No, no, we'll figure out something. So, I mean, it up to us, we'll send them a fucking Bengals jersey. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm with you. Like, uh, this is this is the cheapest team that we could possibly give you. Sorry. Yeah, they, sorry. Were, they were running a clearance sale on Jets jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in all seriousness, man, yeah, this is episode 21, dude. I mean, when we first started doing the show, this particular show, I mean, it was just kind of like a, I don't know, it was, it was something different from the normal format, and it just it just kind of became really fun and kind of taken, taken on a life of its own a little bit. Yeah, it, it's one of the episodes that we just... We can do like randomly. I mean, we I mean we go out of our way to schedule the time to shoot this particular show, and then we schedule the other two in, and we, we still get it in. But this we didn't one get, we didn't get what the hell? What the hell's always been like? Uh, it's kind of like been down. the bastard child. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that and that's the one I first started really. Yeah, it is, and and so I mean we we need to you know put a little bit more focus and emphasis on that show, but. Um. But the psychos and sociopaths one that was. That was like the one I was like, ah, maybe I got a niche with this, but right, and we, and we actually kind of do ish. But the uh, nerd sports is the one that comes along because we can just pull up the stuff and we can just yeah, exactly. I mean, we it's, can it's, actually it's, talk it's, the stuff and yeah, it's 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 more or less our current events yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, without definitely. having to do the. I, I want to say that like, because we don't do the politics on it, but you go off the rails. Yeah, I do. I do every once in a while. I do get on my soapbox about oh, it. So, um, I'd say I'm sorry about that, but I'm, I'm really oh, not. Cool. What's up? Apparently, there's a launch pad now. Yeah, 
I didn't. I didn't know that. Did you finally upgrade to Big Sur? I guess I did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Of course, my launch pad came standard, but then again, my MacBook is a 2020. Yeah. Launch, you know. It well, MacBook. it just came up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, mine. Mine's been there. I was like, ooh, what's this? But yeah. anyways, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll catch you next week, people. Yeah, Thank I'm Johnny Skelton. Talk to you later. Yep.